Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Rangers Review Morning Briefing for Monday, the 28th of November. I'm Derek Clark, and I'm joined this morning by uh, Joshua Barry. Well, it looks like the sun is shining in Glasgow, Joshua. It's quite nice today, Derek, for a change. Um, so, yeah, what, how, how is it your way? As, as good as it is here? It's actually not too bad. It's a, a brisk and chilly morning down here in mm. Warrington, but it's bright. So that's all you can ask for, I think, at this time of year. Um, but let's talk about all things Rangers, folks. This time last week, we were breaking the news that Giovanni Van Bronckhorst was dismissed after just over a year in charge. And today we're going to talk about the new man that's going to replace Van Bronckhorst and an emotional return for Michael Beale. Before we do that, as you can see the little ticker below, we've got that Black Friday offer on just now. So many of you taking advantage of, of it and why not? Just a pound for six months worth of coverage. It's our best deal ever. Um, just head over to rangersreview.co.uk forward slash subscribe for all the details to sign up. Um, you won't be disappointed, folks. And with the news today uh, and what have you, it really is uh, a cracking deal uh, to take advantage of all the great stuff on there. Over the weekend, we had some fabulous pieces on. Uh, Johnny did a piece on Van Bronckhorst, of course. We'll talk about his, his Instagram statement that he uh, uh, he uh, released yesterday. There's an interview there with Gordon Petrich, who's uh, got his partisan Belgrade side really flying at the moment at the top of the Serbian league. So uh, loads to get your, your teeth stuck into. Not to mention a load of content on incoming Rangers boss Michael Beale. Uh, it's believed that he could be announced as early as today. Uh, reports suggesting uh, a three-and-a-half-year deal uh, has been agreed. He's agreed personal terms. He's uh, missed QPR's training this morning to head up to Glasgow uh, to uh, dot the I's and cross the T's on a return to Ibrox. Um, it's gathering pace. Joshua, as I mentioned, it could be announced as, as early as today. Uh, what's your overriding feeling? I'm just seeing a lot of comments commenting on your Santa just over your left over the neck. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah. Not even not even December, which I like. Um, yeah, obviously, I mean, I think it's been reported by by Sky and the Athletic that Beal is on his way up north of the border. So uh, certainly, some dependable sources there that suggest that, as you say, Derek, it could be done pretty quickly. Um, ever since Van Bronckhorst was uh, was dismissed, I don't think that there's been another real front runner there's not been any other name that's gathered pace um aside from Michael Beale and it's always kind of looked like it, it will be him it's been interesting to follow how opinions have, have, have followed the news that he is going to be a Rangers manager over the past week I, I'd say increasingly people are more excited about it um, than they were this time last week so um Rangers have a few weeks before um Obviously, they're back against Hibs, Derek, in, in mid-December. You want to get the manager in as quickly as possible. And as you say, it looks like um, that is going to be done sooner rather than later. So, yeah, lots lots to discuss, lots and lots of content on the website. So, we'd encourage people to to go and check that out, yeah, get the Black Friday deal, which um, it's £1 for six months at the moment. It won't be like that for, I think, it's only a couple more days. So, um, we'll have loads and loads of Michael Beale content on there, just as we did with Giovanni Van Bronco. So, do go and check that out with the link in the description. Yeah, um, I think it, it's probably the, the worst kept, kept secret. I think it, it looked like Michael Beale would be the main man as soon as uh, Giovanni van Bronckhorst was dismissed. His name was high up on the list. Along with others, it, it's fair to say, Joshua, um, mm. the likes of Sean Deitch was up there. Uh, your man from uh, Young Boys and Bayer Leverkusen, Gerardo Seoani, uh, was uh, muttered as well that a possible uh, candidate 
However, Michael Beale's name is one um, that is, is fair to say has, has been the front runner uh, from the off. Now, there are concerns uh, and quite legitimate concerns, I would say, with regards to his managerial experience or indeed lack of. Uh, I know Ali McCoist has been speaking on Talk Sport this morning, uh, saying that he has, uh, he's talking about the experience and uh, some reservations perhaps with regards to that. I think it is a gamble, there's no doubt about it. Um, I think if, if he never had that Rangers connection, I don't imagine Rangers would be anywhere near a QPR manager five months into his uh, managerial career. Uh, so they're going on based on uh, his previous experience as a coach at Ibrox. Uh, I've listened to interviews, he talks really well. But you can, can you understand maybe some supporters that are a bit uh, not, not, not convinced by, by this in terms of the, the experience that, they, that he had at this moment in time? Well... I, I don't think this is the biggest problem for Beale coming to Ibrox, Derek. I'm going to try and legitimise uh, my point. I think um, as a manager on his own, you know, public facing, having to deal with the media, set the tone, not let the emotion make the headlines, all, all that stuff, yes, Beale's only managed 22 games. But, um, and I, I've got a piece coming about this, uh, th there was a clip that went viral last season of Emi Martinez, uh, who's the Aston Villa goalkeeper with Argentina at the World Cup at the moment. And he, what he said was, it's the first time in all my football career, and he's speaking about Beal and Gerrard, where the assistant's done most of the, the talking, he's done all the training, and he's been heavily involved. And he actually said, we think of them almost as two managers. And, and what I think that confirms is is the same, what we know happens at Ibrox, where Beal was given a lot of responsibility, whether that be with tactical decision-making, coaching, et cetera, et cetera. So if you take that for, take that point in isolation, when Beal comes to take this job, it's not as if it's new for him trying to set up a team in a professional environment, dealing with first-team players. He's not a coach who doesn't have a personality and the questions are, can he be charismatic enough or, or can he get buy-in from the group? Everyone knows how good a talker he is. So I don't think that's uh, the, the issue per se. Yes, as I, as I mentioned, perhaps in a public-facing role without the guise of a manager ahead of him, when things are going difficult, that can take the flak. And then obviously the coach seems to get a lot of the praise when things are going well. But I don't think that that's the main issue. I think the issue for Beal will be, um, can he, be, I guess, refresh what happened by the time him and, him and Gerard left? And again, I'll include this in the piece that's going out on just my opinion about the appointment. Um, spoken a lot in a few press conferences I've watched with QPR about the need for variation to, to introduce new formations. And if you remember back to the end of Gerard's era, that was one of the main criticisms. Um, if he can do that, if he if he doesn't look too much to the past and just try and reinstate what was kind of working this time last year, then I think he's got a chance of being um, a success in the future. But what, what I'm trying to say is that Yes, there'll be elements that he's not experienced. And yes, there is elements of that experience argument that I think hold weight. But this isn't a coach who has never led a team talk or a training session and has just been on his laptop in the background. Um, it's not someone who hasn't worked in professional environments. He was way in, before even he was at Rangers, he was away in Port, um, sorry, Brazil as an assistant manager. Um, I think everyone knows the type of character he is. Yes, I completely agree. There is uh, legitimate, I think, reservations or drawbacks is this the, the safe appointment from the boards have to cast the net out wide enough. And if it doesn't work, I think those complaints will be legitimate. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think the experience per se is, is the big issue. I think he's had a lot of responsibility in the clubs he's worked in. I think the difficulty for him will be proving he's the future when he's 
coming from from Rangers past and being able to vary and do something new. Because if he just comes in and, and, and does exactly what happened towards the end of Gerrard's tenure, I don't think you get buy-in. But if you can create an exciting style of football that's got little differences, then I think you can. Yeah, uh, so many comments uh, coming in there. Henry McLaren gets in touch. Hi, Henry. Hi, guys. Great to join the Rangers Review. That's for a great deal. Only at a pound. What a bargain. Looking forward to be with you for years to come. Love all the review programmes. Well, that's fantastic to hear, Henry, and glad to have you on board. I hope you hope you enjoy the, uh, the content on the website. And this shows you how worldwide this show is, Joshua. Archibald gets in touch. Morning from Goa, no less. What mm. a fantastic part uh, of the world over there. So uh, good to have you uh, uh, tuning in this morning, Archibald, or whatever time it is over there uh, in India uh, at this moment in time. Now, the Telegraph reporting late last night. It's a three-and-a-half-year deal, Joshua. Now... Some supporters feel that uh, the new manager should be on a rolling contract just based on the previous manager, Van Bronckhorst. Of course, his uh, contract was uh, cut short. Uh, normally, you find managers in this day and age, uh, a one year or a rolling contract seems to be the norm. Uh, but Rangers, it appears, giving a, a substantial contract offer. Uh, what's your feelings towards that? Yeah, we spoke about this last week. Obviously, we, we um, as you say, that's being reported and we only have the top line of that. I guess to attract coaches, you have to maybe offer them more than <clears throat> more than 12 months. Um, but everyone knows how much Michael Beals wanted this job. I know there's been some controversy probably um, in amongst the QPR uh, support base, uh, given the, the, the comments he made really recently about loyalty. Um, Ali McCoy was on TalkSport, as you say, today, Derek, and he was drawing similarities between um, Stephen Gerrard's comments just before he left Rangers as well. So, but Beals never made a secret of it. Um, you know, again speaking to him in the summer, he said no one turns down Glasgow Rangers, and that was when he just got the QPR job. That was literally, his, I think, one of his yeah. press conferences where he announced it. Um, so I don't think, again, I don't think it's ever been a secret that he wants to be at Rangers. I guess going back to the experience argument, the justified criticism would be, well, okay, you're, you're probably not giving Beal. I agree. The job on, on on what he's done at QPR. Yes, it's shown he can go out on his own, and I know they're, they're seventh in the table, but I think they've been a little bit of a victim of their own success in the early parts of the season. Given where their squad is, their budget, I don't think seventh, just outside the playoffs, is by any means a, a you know a bad start. But he's not getting the job off the basis of that. He's getting the job off the basis of what he can do as a coach, as you say, his connection to the club, um, because of what people see his potential to be. So, so why this year, not last year? Has he done things at Aston Villa and QPR? That have confirmed the the you know his legitimacy as a Rangers manager. I don't know. I think it's more of a, a case now. You look at the market. You look where Rangers are at this point in the season. You need someone who's going to be able to come in and win domestic games, which I think they'll, they'll believe that Michael Beale can do. But I, I do think that's um, a justified criticism. And um, yeah, he's never made a secret of I think how much he, he loves the club, how much he would like to come back at, at one stage. Um, and if you can get, if you remember some of the the football that, that he was responsible for coaching and, and you know, playing a big help and in, in, in helping to produce, it was really, really exciting. Again, I, I think the big under underpinning unwinding for him was that that lack of variation at the end, the predictability where teams could see what Rangers were going to do and they never changed it up. Um, I, I think he'll be sensible enough to come and do something a little bit different, but you'll still see those principles um, that will look quite different to Van Bronco's team domestically. So, is, is there another obvious candidate at the moment that would be better? I, I, I don't know. Um, but as I say, I do think there's those legitimate um, criticisms of, of why now and, and, and not a year ago. Um, and also, has the net been cast wide enough? But, but if Beal comes in and, and does a good job, then obviously all those comments will be put to bed.
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, let's look at some more of the comments that are, that are firing in here at the moment. Archibald says it's uh, uh, just uh, approaching quarter past three over there in, in Goa. 30 degrees, wow. Uh, that's, that's not, 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 not Certainly not that here uh, in the UK, that's for sure. Um, right, let's uh, touch on some of the, the, the questions that are coming in here. Matthew Ross says, uh, we'll need an experienced group of backroom staff. Now, Lots of talk about who Michael Beale could be bringing in as part of his team, Joshua. Um, lots of names been mentioned. Uh, Tom Colshaw, uh, a possible return for him. Uh, Neil Banfield, I think. That, is, that, is that the guy's name at QPR? First team coach down there. Uh, and also worked at Arsenal uh, under Arsene Wenger. Here's another one uh, I've seen his name uh, bandied about. Kevin Thompson. Uh, also, uh, the suggestions that he could be part of a backroom uh, setup. Um, who would you like to see as part part of his team? Do you think he needs experience in there to, to help him? Well, all, I believe all his coaches uh, in, in the backroom staff at QPR were older than him, Derek. So I'm, I'm pretty sure I heard him say that um, on his first one, you know, one of his first interviews back in the summer. So I think that recognises that again, what the, the the elements of experience that maybe he does lack um, of just being the top man at a football club over a number of years, they can help balance that out. But what he does have, um, I, I imagine, I don't know this for a fact, but I imagine that at QPR he'd still done a lot of the on-pitch training yeah. as opposed to kind of doing what Gerard did, which was allow someone else to do that and, and be more um, of the figurehead. But the backroom staff are so important. We know that because you, you see how much of an emphasis Gerard placed on it. You see how much of an emphasis Van Bronckhorst placed on, on getting certain people in, Kerry Bowley and, and Dave Voss, even though it didn't work domestically, it was there was still a lot of intention there. Um, to get people in that that he wanted to work with and he felt could could help him be successful uh, in, in Scotland. So I, I guess all of that will, will come out in in the near future. Um, but I think again, Bill will I guess learned a lot of what Gerard did with building a backroom team that, that complements his abilities. So Ger Gerard knew that, and he said himself. I think the quote was, "It would take me twenty years to be as good an on pitch coach as Michael Beale because that's how long he's been coaching for." So he got someone like Michael Beale in. He didn't have much experience as a manager, or he didn't have any when he came to Ibrox. We got Gary McAllister in. He got a specialist in, in Tom Coleshaw to work with the defence and with set pieces. He had Jordan Milson coming um, as the head of, I guess, as as a title being head of head of performance, um, sports science, that kind of general um, general area. So Beal, you'd imagine, has, has looked at that and said, "Okay, what abilities do I have, and what do I need to complement them, and what areas?" Perhaps so am I not as strong in and do I need other people to, to come in? And I think the fact that, as I say, they were older than him, the entire backroom staff at QPR shows that he has that element of self-reflection and, and knowledge that it can't just be him to be a successful manager. He has to have a successful you know, team behind him. Yeah, a uh, question coming in here from Neil. Hi, Neil. Uh, can I ask you guys if you get notified if there's a presser called at Ibrox? How much notice do you get? Well, we've not had any notice yet, Neil. Um, usually we do um, with regards to press conferences. So, uh, yes, uh, um, as soon as we know, um, then I'm sure everyone else uh, will know as well. We are expecting a few sources saying that the deal should be uh, wrapped up today. Whether the, the press conference will take place today remains to be seen. I do know the players come back report back to Ockenhowie this morning. Uh, I can't imagine there'll be too much pitch work going on today, Joshua. I guess it'll just be a case of uh, taking measurements and, and what have you. Various tests, of course, they have been off for a couple of weeks, uh, but that will probably give uh, Michael Beale the first opportunity to see, I was going to say his, his new squad, uh, in a way it is, but he knows so many of these players from before. I think that is 
that is part of the reason uh, I think he's, he's coming back to the club. And I think some of the underperforming players, you could say, could this be just what they need to recapture the form that we know that they can that they can play? Um, I'm, I'm thinking Glenn Kamara, thinking Alfredo Morelos, Ryan Kent and the likes. Uh, could Michael Beale be uh, the catalyst for them to recapture some of their, uh, some of their form? Yeah, to a, to a degree, but also I don't. It can't be too much looking to the past. I don't think you can. I'd be surprised if you know if you go and put put Stephen Davis back at the base of the field with Kamara and Jack. And yeah, I, th- I think it has to get that that fine balance. Or maybe yes, it gets the best out of Kent. Maybe you see the, a better side of Alfredo Morelos. Maybe the the squad, which I still think, you know, we've still not that right wing position, which is we've talked about so many times on here, Derek. There's still elements of the squad that I don't think were quite tailored to the type of football that Van Bronckhorst was, was going to play. Yeah. Um, Beal's football, we know, is, is more compact. It's, they don't man-mark, more compact on and off the ball, which I think will suit players like Tillman, for example, better. Um, I, I, I think the, the structure will just be more um, suited to domestic success than, than Van Bronckhorst's football you know, never really was. And by the end, it, it definitely wasn't in those games against St Mirren and and, and St Johnston, so you've got to get that fine balance between there needs to be a rebuild next summer, there needs to be a, a real raft of changes with players who have been the core of this previous squad moved on, because that's just what happens at football clubs all around the world. The, you have to change at some time, you have to evolve. But can Beal get the best out of the players that are going to stay, hopefully? And, and then as well, you, you, I guess one of the big selling points he'd have as a manager is his, um, his strength in developing players, um, coming from a youth development background, will that help to attract certain players? Will he be able to to really get the best out of someone like Tillman or or Yilmaz, as we've mentioned, Kent and Morelos? You'd hope so, but but also I, I I think you have to be careful about looking back to the past and saying he's just going to produce this again because we know we've seen that with Van Bronckhorst and we've seen it towards the end of Gerard's era. And actually, in the, the BT Sport podcast, I've referenced a few times, Bill made similar comments as well about maybe the, the, the cycle needing to change a little bit more after that title win. So I'm sure there'll be players coming in January. There definitely needs to be an influx in the summer. But I guess you're trusting that Beal is, is the person who can um, make a successful team out of that, even if it is different players to the ones that he worked with while he was at Ibrox last time. Yeah, uh, and lots of comments coming in. Uh, uh, slubs, love that. <laughs> love that. Houston in midfield is old and tired. We need uh, new blood. And uh, a comment here uh, from Aldo: uh, Can Beal bring Balogun back with him? He, he's a player that, that, that still holds a, a place in the Rangers fans' hearts. Josh, move on, uh, move, move on, move on. <laughs> Listen, uh, I think Leon Balogun is welcome back at Ibrox at any time, uh, and he's never had his love for the club. But yeah, I think that uh, that ship has sailed. But yeah, intriguing to see. To see uh, if he can get a tune out, a number of players that are uh, are struggling for form uh, this season, it's fair to say. Now, usually new managers do get a bounce, Joshua. You do often find that. So um, I'd imagine that, that that might happen uh, for Michael Beale as well. It's whether he can uh, sustain it as well uh, going forward. Because Rangers do have some interesting fixtures coming up over the, the festive period. Uh, not easy by any stretch of the imagination. I think the fans just want to see... Bit of cohesion, a bit more entertainment. I think that's that, that's a key thing. I think at the, the end of Giovanni's tenure, that, that was that was something that I was hearing a lot from supporters that many were leaving early from Ibrooks. Some even at half time they told me because it, it, it just wasn't entertaining 
again. Um, so you're hoping that he's going to play, as I've seen some people mention, that Beal ball. We've seen so many clips on YouTube and what have you, haven't we, of uh, just ripping teams to shreds, uh, particularly in, in Europe as well, where it was uh, absolutely scintillating to watch. Uh, you're just hoping you can recapture that, aren't you, Joshua? Yeah, well, as I say, I, Beal is QPR team. We've only watched a bit of them, but they generally yeah. look to play in that kind of similar shape. Um, and I think he will recognise the need for evolution when he comes back to Ibrox and that he can't just do the same thing. Or if he does, that he'll have to, to change it up more. But I guess it's an interesting conversation regarding why he's different to Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. I think on and off the ball, as we've just mentioned, and we've got a long read on the, the tactics section of the website, we'll have lots more in this. Um, if and when Beal is, is confirmed over the next few days. The style of football that, that he wants to play um, is, is different from Van Bronckhorst, a lot more compact on and off the ball, which I think will, will be really beneficial domestically. Um, so often, I think Van Bronckhorst wants to play with width and these wide wingers, which which had, had its benefits, I think, in the initial sense and, and certainly doing something different um, benefited him. But, but over time, it wasn't successful domestically. Beal knows how to... Can implement that successful domestic blueprint but as you say Derek three four difficult games before the old firm Rangers can't afford to, to fall more points behind equally if, if they do go and get a couple of wins at difficult grounds which Van Broncos did um, last, this time last year when he came in then it sets it up quite nicely to go and potentially claw that gap back to, to six points so I guess there's some potential pitfalls, but also the opportunity to really build some early momentum with big wins and then the old firm game on, on January the 2nd. Yes, absolutely huge games coming uh, thick and fast as soon as Rangers return on the 15th of December when Hibs come to Ibrox in what will be Michael Beale's first competitive fixture back in charge uh, of the club. Now, I wanted to touch on Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's Instagram post, uh, Joshua, yesterday. Um, classy message from... Uh, the ex-manager, uh, he broke his silence uh, after being dismissed uh, this time last week. Um, and he uh, reads, that, uh, he said, uh, the opportunity man to manage an institution like Rangers FC is a privilege, which very few are afforded. As a former player, I understood the responsibility and magnitude of the task. My backroom team and I worked with energy, passion, and were driven with a belief that we could achieve amazing things. We treated our roles with respect, optimism, and determination. We experienced some incredible highs, especially on our European journey to Seville, winning the Scottish Cup for the first time in over a decade and qualifying for the group stage of the Champions League is something I am very proud of. The passion of our support drove us on to achieve those wonderful memories. For that, I am forever grateful to every single one of you who travelled near and far, spent your hard-earned money and never gave up supporting our team. This season, like every year at Rangers, the first priority is domestic success. I understand the hurt when wins become draws and worse when we experience defeat. That isn't acceptable at the club of Rangers standing. No one understood that and felt that more than I did. I faced unique challenges in some very difficult circumstances to operate in. Rangers FC will for always be in my heart and I wish the club all the success for the future. Once a Ranger, always a Ranger. What did you make of that, Joshua? Agree with you, Derek. Uh, classy. Um, you kind of expected that from Van Bronckhorst too. Even when things were difficult, I thought always conducted himself really well, which might seem like a bit of a, a stupid thing to say, but that's always obviously not always the case. With managers, intriguing that he references uh, those difficult circumstances because that could be could be anything. It could be something as 
like injuries, which which obviously did impact him. Um, obviously, he didn't really make any noises about transfers when he was here in his press conferences. He always seemed to kind of back up the, the, the club in that regard. But, you know, interesting that he's, he's put that in there or whether you're just trying to protect your brand as, as a manager. Um, but as well, you know, the photo that they picked, which was obviously the, the teams going out against Leipzig with that TIFO in the background. That, that's, I think, in time what Van Bronckhorst will be um, will be remembered for the fact that it got Rangers so close in that European run, which um, you know we, we'll never be able to forget the, the significance of that and how all-consuming that was for a number of months. So much so that I think the league almost was was forgotten. That the fact that this not forgotten but passed over a little bit. I think there was some signs that maybe the football wasn't going to eventually bring the league title. But naturally, when you're getting to the Europa League final, I think supporters are more concerned with that. But yeah, I think it was a classy statement and. Um, I'm, I'm sure in time he will be able to. He said, I think he finished it off with once a ranger, always a ranger. Um, and, I, and I think there will be still good sentiment there between the, the two parties, but it just wasn't working. And, and that's why towards the end, when it was getting, the frustration levels were getting higher, um, you were thinking this can't really be retrieved because he's lost the trust. And for someone that is so popular um, and amongst the support, which he definitely was, um, and that, that always makes those situations a little bit more difficult. Yeah, it certainly does. And as Jim says, uh, as a supporter for nearly 70 years, I'll always be grateful to Gio for the unforgettable Leipzig-Ibrox experience. Uh, you hear many supporters saying that was one of the best nights uh, of their life supporting Rangers. So um, you'll forever be fondly remembered, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. We'll be interested to see uh, where he pitches up next. Uh, there is a feeling over in Holland that he will be part of the national team setup when uh, Louis van Gaal leaves. Ronnie, Ronald Koeman is going to take over after the World Cup. He worked with uh, Koeman at Feyenoord, uh, and there is a feeling that, that that is going to be the succession line. Uh, Koeman then Van Bronckhorst, I think that that could possibly suit him uh, as a national team boss. But it'll be interesting to see how he gets on, and I'm sure every every Ranger supporter wishes him well. And Zala McConnell says, uh, amazing memory, Gio, always, always uh, welcome back at Ibrox. Uh, here, here, Alan. Um, okay, folks, the news is at the moment, uh, we're just awaiting uh, an announcement from Rangers. All leads lead to Beale uh, as it stands. Uh, Michael Beale set to uh, sign a, a three and a half year deal uh, at Ibrox to take over from Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. Uh, whenever the news is announced, folks, uh, you'll hear it here first on the Rangers Review site, also our social media channels. If you're not following us there, we're on uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, uh, Instagram and also TikTok as well. Uh, and just a reminder, we've got our tremendous Black Friday offer on just now, uh, just £1 for six months worth of content. Head over to rangersreview.co.uk forward slash subscribe to take advantage of it. It's our, the best ever deal we've had on. So, uh, yeah, you won't be disappointed if you sign up. Um, okay, that'll do us there for now. We may be back a little later on today, folks. Uh, if not, we'll speak to you again on Tuesday morning, but enjoy uh, your Monday, whatever you're doing. Bye for now.